let's get this going. All right. <clears throat> We're sorry. The Lord is not taking calls at this time. If you'd like to listen to a podcast, please remain on the line. What's up, everybody? Hello, my name is Nick Streit, and with me, as always, is my co-host, David, and this is The Lord Not Taking Calls, and today we're talking about belief, belief systems, the way people believe things without evidence, um, how science goes into effect there, and just the complications of how we can look at something and completely take it at its word, and how it kind of distorts the world and our worldviews and how important that is in our daily life to kind of understand where everybody's coming from when it comes to what we believe in and how important it is to just kind of look at perspective. Perspective is a big string there. Um, David, uh, how, how did you feel about uh, your life when you discovered that you, you know, believed what you believed? And you've always, be- have you always felt the way you believe in, in Christianity and Jesus Christ and the Lord and Savior above? <laughs> Well, that's a really interesting question because I think the stats say that most Christians and probably, I mean, my guess would be most uh, religious people in general are born into a household of, you know, whatever their belief system is. Um, You know, a lot more are born into, you know, Christian households than convert later in life, I think. Um, And that's the way it was for me, you know. So um, I grew up in a Christian household, um, going to church my whole life. And, um, you know, I personally committed my life to to jesus and you know as a as a as a really little kid and i didn't i didn't question that for a really really long time and then i think around my my early to mid 20s i started to struggle with um that was when i actually started to question it that was when i really first started to um to really doubt what i what i believed because up until then my mindset as i think most christians mindsets are at least young Christians or or immature Christians, their mindsets are basically, of course it's true because it's true because of course it's true. You know, so they don't ever they don't ever question it. They don't ever um, they don't ever look past their own their own prejudices and and biases. I think a more mature belief has to begin with the question: What if it's not true? Could it be not true? Could I be wrong about this? You know, and so. When that question comes, then you have to actually delve into it, delve into it yourself, delve into you know more research about what you believe, see if it holds up, see if it stands under under scrutiny. And so, if you um, were to if you were to search for evidence, what what kind of evidence would that be? Um, it well, shoot, man, there's tons. Uh, there's definitely archaeological evidence. Um, as far as I'm aware of, there's no archaeological discovery that's ever um, disproven or contradicted anything the Bible said. Um, Let's see. There's uh, literary analysis. You read uh, you read the Bible scriptures and you uh, you, know, you compare it with uh, with the scriptures that are written in you know Greek and Hebrew and all in you know, all these ancient languages and, and Latin and, and compare them and see how uh, how far the, the um, translations have changed, how far scriptures have uh, have varied uh, from translation to translation. You learn about um, different ways 
Uh, scripture was copied from manuscript to manuscript, hmm. from translation to translation. Interesting. Um, study biology and find out what the actual odds are of life forming by itself, uh, let alone life like us. I mean, it's so it's so unfathomably astronomical that it might as well be impossible. Let's see what else. I think there are something like 39 extra biblical accounts of uh, of Jesus. Oh, and, I mean, you just let's see. Well, yeah, there's a, there's there's a ton of stuff. I have an example. Okay, I have an example. Well, I mean, first off, like, well, I we most people, I don't know a lot of people who know this, but I I was a little obsessed with it. Was the Shroud of Turin, T U R I N? That's and that isn't doesn't that have does it have the face of Jesus in it because he wiped his face with it and it had his blood all over it? Is that what that was? Dude, I have no idea. I don't I don't know anything about that. Oh my God, that's that's something you gotta you gotta look into. Um, so this the Shroud of Turin is the is a blood ridden like cloak that was given to Jesus while he was being whipped with a cat and nine tails. Okay. Um, dark shit right there. Uh, passion of, <laughs> the Passion of the Christ. We've all seen it, or at least you haven't. You should. Um, I never saw so, Passion of the Christ. I had no desire to see it. Oh, it's it's worth watching just from somebody else's perspective on on, on how this all went down. But the the Shroud of Turin. There was this cloak, and Jesus wipes his face with it, and it's got all of his blood on it. And it's it's this archaeological item that has been in existence for a long time. It's said to have like magical powers, um, like like magical healing powers, yeah, or, so, yeah. or something like that. And, and and so that's like a piece of evidence of the existence of uh, uh, of of something. But there, there's probably a lot of counter arguments to that, all that stuff. But anyways, kind of boiling it down to a question is like, do you think that you know how we have God and then there's Jesus? How people separate the two sometimes, and the, a lot mm-hmm. of questions are asked. Um, why? What is God? Jesus is Jesus. God is you know is did he was he the creator? Is he the embodiment of that? That's a, that's a, that's a big question for a lot of people. Do you think that we've that Christianity and and religions in general kind of bridge the gap between belief by by saying this person that was poignantly existed was that they're God that they're the creator the the person that we worship as as our as, as our higher power, no? Run that by me one more time. All right. Are, are people using Jesus as an example of, a, of their Lord and Savior as a God? Instead of saying there's two separate entities, there's Jesus and there's God, are, are they saying Jesus is their God and therefore he existed and he is real, therefore my religion is factual and is, 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 there's evidence there that that exists? Post-recording interruption. Going back and listening to this, I think I failed to answer the question that Nick was actually asking, so let me try to do that now really quick. No, I don't think that people just slap godhood on Jesus in order to feel like they have evidence for there being God or whatever. The deity of Jesus is central to Christian theology, and it has been since its inception. For example, in the Gospel of John... Uh, when Jesus is resurrected, after Jesus is resurrected, his disciple Thomas comes up to him and says, my Lord and my God. Actually, John opens up with, uh, in the beginning was the word, the word meaning Jesus, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Um, In Colossians, it says, for in Jesus, all the fullness of the Godhead dwells in bodily form. At one point, Jesus says, Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. There's, there's tons of stuff like that. The New Testament 
is full of claims of the divinity of Jesus. And that's been the majority position of Christians for millennia, though always contested and always controversial. It's actually been the opposite of what Nick said. It's been these more recent permutations of Christianity, like, um, like Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses, that have attempted to divest Jesus of his divinity. But it's always been the stance of Christianity that Jesus was and is God. Well, I mean, it's pretty undisputed in, um, in, by academic, academic sources that Jesus, or Yeshua, as, uh, as uh, his, or his, his original name is, that we translate I've it to Jesus. Yeah, uh, Yeshua is actually um, the, uh, um, shoot, what language is it? Hebrew, Aramaic, I can't remember. Anyway, um, the original, his original name that he was called by is Yeshua. We translate that to Jesus, but it's pretty much undisputed by historians, by academics, uh, by scholars that this man actually existed. He did, yeah. in fact, and I, be I believe I can. I'm, I'm not calling that into question. It's more along the lines of that. Even if he was existing and he said these things and did these things and the miracles and all that good stuff. Um, it's the, that as evidence itself, like, does that lay claim to the proof of, you know, a, a being that has created the earth, Jesus is father and that kind of stuff. They, that like, that's been kind of downplayed in, in, in popular culture and in, in Christianity, uh, in modern, modern times where it was in, you know, I, I remember as a child, it was Jesus had his father that was God. And, but, now more along the lines later in the days it's Jesus is God and that's that's something that's been kind of laying uncertainty in like secular culture well yeah i think um well that's why i started with the actual historical man you have to start there and yeah. then and then um kind of go into the text and and see what you believe because what's here well let's see i think it was was it the council of nicaea that's just okay hold on uh, let me let me look that something up for you like really quick. Sounds like a badass council. <laughs> uh, let me look something up. I think it was the Council of Nicaea in four something something that uh, declared. Well, I hope it's the Jedi Master Council. Was Yoda on that council? That <laughs> uh, said that Jesus was the same substance as God. Let me see. Uh, council of oh three twenty five. Okay, three twenty. So fourth century, three twenty five. Um, uh, same. Yeah, I think it. W I think it was the the Council of Nicaea where they definitively decided that um, that Jesus was the same substance as, as the Father, um, as God. That's but a anyway. weird. That's some. That's some weird wording right there, man. Yeah. The su um, with substance like so. I, I take yeah, this. Um, take it that this is old language. Yeah, well, it's, it was probably Latin, but um, anyway. It, it, what's really weird is that I think it's in John. Um, a bunch of Jews get mad at Jesus because everyone, everyone in the Bible, everyone is forever accusing Jesus of blasphemy because of all this crazy stuff he's saying about himself. Um, and so, for example, he says um, he calls God his Father, and let's see. And, and at this, the Jews picked up stones to stone him because he had he had called God his Father making himself equal with God, which is all, which was always kind of weird to me. Like it didn't really make sense that, um, and, and this is, this is a common theme throughout the new Testament that Jesus is somehow, he is the son of God, but he's also on par. He's also co-equal and co-eternal with God. 
Um, it's it's really a paradox, and this is really the mystery. This is where the the um, the the doctrine of the of the Trinity comes into play. You have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, um, because you have these three separate or seemingly separate, they're spoken of separately, um, entities who are all referred to in 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 various capacities as God, and yet. And yet the Bible also clearly says over and over again, there is one God. You shall have no other gods. I am I am the only God. You can't be any other God. I'm the only Savior. There can be no other Savior. And yet Jesus is the Savior. Um, and so all these things, they, they, they kind of bundle up into one paradoxical doctrine of the Trinity, which is one God in three persons. And it's basically impossible for a human being to understand it um i guess uh, satisfactorily you i mean there there's going to be there's always going to be a level of um uh, of of confusion and there's going to be a level of well that doesn't totally make sense to me but i guess i'll just go with it in there yeah no that that, with, that 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 uh edit all that out <laughs> that leads to uh some people take that and then they'll 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 be like all right well i've got a faith is the blind is the blind leader here and i i i understand faith and faith is the the answer to all this is you know does god exist sure if you believe so if you you got to have faith in that otherwise i mean, that's that's the simple answer to the question but people continue to search and search and search i mean uh, i mean you you go look on the internet and and go to like yahoo answers uh, for example where we find a lot of our information for questions does God exist? I mean, people say it's magic, and it's, God is another word for magic, and it's not real, there's zero proof, all this other stuff. And so in the long run, I mean, like, you can believe, but you can also not believe. It really comes down to, like, I, I, in the long run, I, it has to, the only way I make sense of any of this is, does, does if God exists, sure, it's f- fine, but it's more along the lines of, does he? Does that spirit? Does that nature? Does that power? Does it like reside within you? That's that's the real that's the real answer. But like, it's it's so many people are always searching, and it, in the long run, it's really tough and really really difficult. But like we, it's it's those things you have to put in perspective for others to understand it, um, and for for people who don't quite understand others' beliefs. Not now. That I, I'm leading more into the like. Clearly, we have uh, the history of Christianity down pat, but it comes along with the other religions that are in the world. Whether you're a Scientologist and you know you just deny the entire existence of Zenu, whether you're a Muslim or Hindu and you got all those gods or shit. I mean, whether you you know you're poly um, polytheistic, faith, polytheistic. That, that's the word. Um, well, actually, I mean, ha- Hinduism would be polytheistic since it's yeah, yeah, just yeah, believing yeah. in multiple all, gods. All of the all of the polytheism. So it's like no, in, in those notions of older gods, things are things that you know were around before Christianity was around, and that that's that's what makes it what's what makes it all the more interesting because we've worshipped at the altars of God for a long time now, but it hasn't always been you know, God, and then that, that kind of denies the faith. So what, what do you do with that? What do you do with what's before the, what's before the existence of God? How does, how does the Bible pr- proceed to talk about how things are before Jesus came around, before Christianity was a thing? Where does the, where, where, what, what are the history, religious history, historical texts tell us? 
I mean, the Bible doesn't really say anything before God comes on the scene with, you know, with Adam and Eve in Genesis. And, and, and see, the, the, the Bible doesn't, it doesn't chronicle anything other than God's, um, or I guess the history of Israel leading up to Jesus, and then after that, just branching out into the world as Christians among all the nations. Though it does occasionally mention gods that other nations believed in. Actually, there's there's a fascinating little uh, thing. Let's see. Shoot, what is it? Um, hold on. Let me think for a second. Um, did I not bring you? Okay. So the Bible doesn't the Bible doesn't give any information about what God is um, about God's history with other peoples before the Jews. But there's a there's a really interesting little insert somewhere. Hold on. Let me find it. Did I not bring you? Uh, from Kurt, one second. Ah, oh, let me find it. Ah, ha ha ha. Yeah, nice. Got it. Uh, <laughs> Amos. All right, Amos 9 7. Um, Is that yeah. how that's pronounced? I always pronounce that Ames. Ames? Yeah. A, it's, How's it's it spelled? A -M, it's A M O S. A M O. Okay. No, never mind. I'm thinking of something else then. Okay, so Amos was um, uh, one, of the, one of the prophets of the Old Testament. And um, at one point. God says, are not you Israelites the same to me as the Cushites, declares the Lord? Did I not bring Israel up from Egypt, the Philistines from Kaftor, and the Aramaeans from Kerr? And that fascinated me. That blew my mind the first time I read that because I was like, whoa, holy crap. So God was actually, apparently, God was actually bringing up all these other people, all these other people groups, and we just never hear about it in the Bible. He yeah. was actually like trying to lead them or trying to teach them stuff or trying to do whatever. And maybe and because it always kind of bugged me. God's favoritism of Israel always kind of bugged me because God's like, I'm picking you guys and all the rest of you guys can just go suck it. You can get destroyed by the Israelites and I don't care about you. These are my chosen. This is my chosen nation. I was like, what? They don't matter to you. Why, why Israel? Why are they so great? But apparently God was actually. He he had his fingerprints all over all these other nations, and maybe they just you know never they maybe they just completely abandoned him. Maybe they just you know rejected him. And God finally said, okay, then uh, I choose this people. I don't know. But as far as other religions, other you know other other gods that um, that people believe believe in, I have no. I mean I don't know. I mean I know they exist. Obviously, I mean I know that there are. I know people believed in other gods long before Christianity and long before Judaism, you know. So um, I don't I don't I mean I don't really know what the question or, or what an answer would be there. It's just I know people believed in stuff before they believed in the God of the Bible. Hmm. I, it goes back to like I suppose the creation of man um uh, and a story that I I I know to be moderately true, I don't really know what 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 you think of it, but um, with Adam and Eve, um, was the so I'm to understand that Adam and Eve were created in this space, um, the Garden of Good and Evil, right? The Garden of Eden. It was the tree of uh, the <laughs> tree of Oh man, what's the Garden of Good and Evil? Oh shit! It's the it's it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil is what you're thinking. Yeah, of. that's that's what that it was, is. That was okay, in okay. the garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So, anyways. Then they they left the Garden of Eden and there was they got a whole, kicked out. Yeah, they got kicked out and, and they but there was a whole world outside of the Garden of yeah, Eden. Yeah. Yes. Correct? Yes. Okay. Very and very important. Not a lot of not a lot of people really connect those dots. Everybody thinks 
Like everybody, a lot of people in the secular community think that it was just Adam and Eve and they created everybody by fucking a lot. And like that was that was just <laughs> that was just the explanation for for why Adam and Eve and how we came to exist. And like and then a lot of people really take this into question. They're like, well, how could they do that? That doesn't make any sense. You, you would end up having a lot of inbreeding and just like that wouldn't that doesn't make a, a, a humanity so it's but mm-hmm. the whole story is that they go beyond uh, beyond the Garden of Eden how, do, how does how does that work how does how well how did like God create did God create all those people that are outside the Garden of Eden yeah you know what let me you know let me look up a thing I gotta look up another thing really quick That's um, okay. That's okay. Because I actually so this, this, this is, is the time like when you look shit up we can edit that and then you can kind of pick a spot where you want to start talking and then when you're in edit you can just cut it snap it in there. Yeah, I got you. Past my question that way it makes sense. Give me one. Stop. Stop. Give me a minute here. I got into a. Uh, I got into a debate on on YouTube a couple years ago where I wrote a lot about this, so I'm looking it up now because mm. it, it'll be easier for me to to read what I wrote than to. I think I think we talked about that at some point. Yeah. Not not in the podcast, but I mean on the internet. Yeah. So I'm just gonna read this word for word the way I wrote it. I wondered if at if the story and this is in the middle of this uh, this argument that I was having. I've wondered if the story of Adam and Eve could somehow be allegorical. But the problem is there's a direct line of genealogy leading specifically back to Adam, so that kills that. What I think is possible, and I say I think because here I do have to venture into speculation, is that Adam was the first human to whom God revealed himself, that over countless millennia, mankind had slowly evolved, grown, and matured, guessed at gods and devils, that prior to Adam, the entire human race could be likened to a fetus in the womb, and that when God first granted them knowledge of himself— and thus an understanding of themselves, it was the equivalent of being born, which lends more weight to the second part of the, that core doctrine, the coming of Jesus, who was called the second Adam, and the concept of being born again. Um, so I, I think the first couple of chapters of Genesis can be taken somewhat allegorically. Um, I think they can, I think, um, because obviously we know about, we know about prehistoric man, we know he existed, and... Um, we know he existed far earlier than 6,000 years ago, and I told, I said, I explained last week why I don't think um, creation has to be um, interpreted as a literal six days. So what I think is possible is that mankind spent all that time growing and evolving, mm. and God finally revealed himself or created, you know, created out of the dust, mm. um, literally, one specific man and one specific woman to reveal himself to, to have a relationship with and place in the garden, and... There's a there's a I love this passage from C.S. Lewis. Let me let me it might be too long, so we might cut it out entirely. Oh shoot, now it's gone. Uh, well, anyway, never mind. I'm not gonna read it. Anyway, um, C.S. Lewis in his book The Problem of Oh, I have that book. I'm not gonna look for. Should I look? Okay, uh, okay. C.S. Lewis has a really really great illustration of this in his book The Problem of Pain. Um, oh yeah, it's like four pages long, so I'm not gonna read that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, for uh, for anybody who's interested. C.S. Lewis has a, has just a really a really um, intriguing idea of what that would have looked like. So check out uh, if if anyone's listening to this and wants uh, some more conjecture about it that could be legit. Um, read the problem of pain, uh, page forty two, or the well the entire thing, but this particular thing is page forty two through forty six. 
But yeah, that's what I think is that's that's what I think is possible with um with Adam and Eve in the garden and then the rest of the world outside. Because oh, and here's another thing: when um you have Adam and Eve in the garden and you have Cain and Abel, um, their kids, and you know Cain kills Abel because he's a douche, and um and he gets kicked out of the garden. Or, or shoot, they're well, they're already kicked out of the garden. Sorry. At that point, they're already out of the garden. But um, then God sends him sends Cain to wander the earth. And it's, you know, and it says there's all these other people there, you know, Cain's worried that someone's going to kill him and he has, he gets married and he, you know, he has, he has his own kids and, and you read that and you're like, what, what, what the heck, where did all these other people come from? And, well, apparently there were other people who, who lived outside of the garden and just in their own, you know, and had their own lives and their own, their own world going on. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's, and see that throws everybody for a loop. And I, I suppose, man, you 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 made a a valid like point there with this with the whole six days and how that's not like it wasn't literally six days. I think mm-hmm. that's a giant it's that's a giant metaphor for how we look at things here is that clearly there's like these things couldn't literally happen in six days. It's that's just I I mean and a lot of people take it for that way, but like. If logically it doesn't make any sense, and clearly it's not supposed to make any sense for something to create the world, but it's a good way of putting it on how like how things happen. You know, six days or six million years, whether or not yeah. give or take, and, and there, there's a whole lot of details in there. But obviously, like that would mean that God had created you know the dinosaurs and all that other good stuff that we know mm-hmm. to be real and in existence, and then like because a, a lot of atheists um and will will just completely shut down an argument with like you know you don't like a lot of people don't will say god well God didn't create dinosaurs, they were just in existence, God created man like that was it within why would God create the dinosaurs that's you know not in in his image that that kind of argument. Then, then, then it would, then it would completely shut down any kind of Christian. But that it's just not the, it's not the case. I, f- I feel like all that stuff was created, but I think the, uh, the where the, the the key detail here and where I, where I'm kind of supportive of when it comes to the the metaphor that religion and God is to me is that God, God, if God did create us, if there was a God to create anything, like he. Like we are the in that image of whatever is that sentience that we were given sentience. We're, we're I'm sure people will argue about this because you know dolphins have sentience. They recognize themselves in a mirror. They, they you know they have sort of whales and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that that that's by all mean by all means an argument whether or not the whole the whole God didn't cre- God didn't just create us in His image; He created other people. A lot of people take offense to that. I've gotten into he- hefty arguments with people about that. Um, <laughs> I don't people, think I don't think I don't think sentience counts as in His image personally. That's that's I think, how yeah. I kind of view it. That's how, like the the best way. I, I I don't I don't think it does either. But that's just the way I feel about it. Like if it if it had to make sense from that certain perspective, I think is the important part. Uh, and again, this is the giant theme that everybody needs to be kind of looking at this. We gotta, we gotta look at people's perspective. So mm-hmm. my perspective is that sentience is the thing that was given to us by the spirit and the, and, and by the spirit within us that, that, that's our soul is sentience and sentience is the thing that was given to us through our brain and through our creation. And, you know, how can something with, you know, billions upon billions of cells within their mind and all that stuff just come into existence through 
evolution and all that stuff without some sort of help from something above, something more powerful than all that. It mm-hmm. seems far fetched, but in the long run, if we're going to boil it down for to make it simplistic and that somebody created us for this for for the purpose, then it's to kind of just help it along and help things be more simplistic. But you know, obviously, the Bible comes from a simpler time when we didn't have the tools we have to kind of prove things. So we kind of make leaps and bounds and come to understand things in the in the grasp of science and fact and truth. And then we kind of got to have faith in the things that were are so surreal and so above. Um, just like with the with the that fucking book where where it said that <laughs> science is a religion. I get that point of view. It's not the first time I've heard that, but damn. Um, for anybody who's just starting to listen to this, go listen to the last episode. We 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 all have a good chuckle about you know science being a religion, but I mean. That's a good metaphor, like, you know, how people say God is magic. I understand that perspective, how we, you know, saying God is, but magic could also be real. Magic is real to some people. Eventually, we're going to talk to somebody who's Wiccan. I used to be Wiccan, and that shit was real to somebody, and it's real to somebody somewhere else. And so it's important to understand that maybe that'd be crazy to you, but, you know, to somebody else, it's perfectly sane. Um, mm-hmm. and I, 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 we always, we're no experts. That's, I, I, I've been meaning to say this. We're not experts. We, we, we we've we said are, it once or we're twice. We're here with our own minds. Yeah. We've said it once or twice. I'm going to say it again. We're not experts. I want to say it every episode. We're not experts, <laughs> but we, we do know a thing or two. Everybody's got experience in those things. This is all about perspective and trying to logically understand where people are coming from so we can all get to another level. And I think that's, what's important. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to jump into, let, let, let's put a pin in, in all of this and jump into kind of some of the statements here of, uh, I, I, I got a, I got a Yahoo question where it's, mm-hmm. it's the question is the Bible is wrong from the beginning. It's not a question. That's a statement. <laughs> Yahoo, whoever you are <clears throat> said, God said, let there be light, but how could there be light before he created the sun and the stars? He created them after he allegedly created light without the sun or stars. This is very contradictory. I don't understand that statement. Do you understand that statement? Uh, well, yeah, I guess. Um, in uh, in Revelation, the Bible says that um, there won't be a, a sun because the God will basically God God will provide the light. You know, God He Himself is so luminous and so brilliant that. He shines brightly enough to illuminate everything. Mm. So we, you know, um, he created the sun after after he created light itself, and the light itself, I presume, came from him. That's crazy. That's fucking nuts. How, I can't even. If- I can't even begin to. <laughs> I, I can't even begin to 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 kind of logicalize that for for my own thoughts. I, I get what you're saying, but that's just. Oh, like- I can. Yeah, I know. I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, that's that's not. That's not a logical thing to me either. Like no, I don't it, it get really what isn't. that means. No, yeah. I, I don't understand that. I, I'm not even going to pretend to say that makes any kind of physical sense. Yeah. Well, you you just you just think you go. You have to start with the light of the sun to get to where we are so perfectly in this universe to come to an existence um, as things are. And, and so yeah, the, the, that if, that time of events where light came first before the sun doesn't make a lot of sense to people. Um, I'm, I'll go into one of the answers here. Oh, the first one, and this is this is a so this is no. If, if, as to the, 
the Bible is wrong from the beginning. God said, let there be light. But how could there be light before he created the sun and the stars? So the answer is from uh, Yahoo user Publius. Uh, no, it isn't. Genesis 1 talks only about the earth. The sun and the rest of the universe were already there as the atmosphere gradually cleared first light, then the sun. That, that, that's what you just said. Then the moon and finally the stars. You have to think about what you read, comma, dear one. That's creepy. Um, yeah, that. Oh, that's that's someone trying to sound all all condescending and patronizing to because that 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 that's that person is uh, feeling threatened and um, and so basically is trying to sound supercilious in order to regain some sense of composure and uh, and try to save face. Um, but that's the wrong that's the wrong attitude. Yeah, it, to have. So, it sounds like it sounds like an evil like an evil person. You have to think <laughs> about what you read, dear one. But- <laughs> That's how, I, here's, that's how I heard that. <laughs> here's, what, here's what Revelation 21-23 says. Um, the city, the, the New Jerusalem, uh, I think it's the New Jerusalem I'm talking about, um, does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The Lamb being Jesus. And, um, and so I think that's, you know, that's probably the closest answer that I can come to for... Um, uh, for for Genesis, and I think the answer to that to that um, that problem that the person had, I think the answer is wrong. I don't think the it doesn't say that there was the sun there. Wait, wh- okay, wait. What does the answer say? Can you read it again? Yeah, yeah. It says no, it isn't. Genesis one talks only about the Earth. The sun and the rest of the universe were already there, so the sun and everything else was there. No, As no, the no, atmos- no, no. That's no, that no, that's not what Genesis says. It doesn't say the sun was already there. No, God creates the sun on the third or fourth. I can never remember whether this is the third or fourth day. On a Tuesday? It's going up on a Tuesday? It depends on whether you start the day on Sunday or Monday. No one, I I can never decide whether whether the week starts on Sunday or Monday because I start the day on Sunday in my mind. I mean, I start the week on Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But the weekend is Saturday and Sunday. So that doesn't make sense. This whole this whole notion of, of the Earth being like this has always blown my mind. Just the whole notion of the Earth and everything being created in in seven days, and then we lay that out in our actual calendar of Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's it's just it's just funny. We're like, oh, all right, well, it's it's Saturday. I kind of need to be creating, you know badgers now like like we gotta we gotta we gotta get on the the whole sub-saharan ecosystem that's important like like we had a i list. don't know did the, does the seven day calendar actually come from genesis is that where we i don't know if that's where we got that i have no idea it's i don't crazy. think that's where it's, we got that man it's it's nuts to me um no, but because, I, well, uh, I, a lot of people as when i was a child a lot of people told me that's where that came from that it came from the bible like that's why we have seven days in a week and because of God and religion and ADBC months, that, that seems like something. The, that seems like something the Greeks would have come up with. To me, honestly. Oh yeah, it's totally, it's totally something the Greeks came up with. The whole calendar year is something the Greeks came up. But like, I, I, rec- I recall um, just like in some religious facet that I was at that people said that like they they completely disregarded any kind of history that ca- had anything to do with the Romans and the Greeks and, and all of those logical scholars and and, and, and and stuff like that, all that history. And they're like, no, seven days a week is because of God. And God gave us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. And Sunday was the day he took off. That's why we have football. <laughs> so Sunday. wait, how do they, 
how, how do they uh, ac- account for the days of the week being named after Roman gods? I don't I, like. I didn't know that argument when I was a child. Or no, 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 not not wait, no, Rome, no, wait, no, not Roman. Let's see, Thursday is Thor. That's Norse. Um, Thor's day. Yeah, see. that is that is Norse. Uh, what else is there? See, Sunday, Monday. Um, Thor be praised. No, shoot, man! Now I don't even know where the rest of them came from. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I I do know that that's just a thing. But uh, again, it didn't matter in this context because I mm. I didn't know that argument. I didn't know about Norse mythology or anything or anything to do with wrong. I was probably six when somebody told me, you know, the days of the week were account, accounted because of Jesus Christ and the, mm. the and and God up in the clouds there. Um. So it, it that's I was like, all right, I guess that's a thing. And then when I got older, I learned things, and and we, we <laughs> think my perspective changed. I I didn't believe in God, nor have I ever believed in God. Um, but I like I said, I I I, I have studied um Wicca and Wiccan, and I I firmly tried to believe that for a while. But it was more along. It's just like Satanism, and and and, and Wicca, and it's just kind of like the power of believing in yourself. That's what Satanism is. is. That um, Satan worship is a whole other uh, is a whole other Bible, um, but that's that's the difference here, and, and that's the important thing to grasp at when when you're when you're getting in an argument with people about Satanism. Uh, but yeah, anyways, it's this like the days and the weeks, and we all got to learn shit, and it's just it, it makes it all the more complicated. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot what we were talking about with this Yahoo answer, but it's no longer important. Um, <sighs> I'm I'm a little I'm a little stuck for words, so we're gonna have to edit this a little bit. So we, we haven't. Can either, uh, hmm? Sorry, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. you. Okay, we haven't really talked about belief without much evidence yet. I think you wanted to cover that, right? Oh yes. Oh yes. Okay. So we'll we'll talk about modern day belief. Um. <clears throat> all right. So we all have Facebook. Everybody has Facebook. Everybody knows about. Fake news. Donald Trump and his fake news crusade. If we can literally, I literally, this is becoming a crusade in my opinion with his, uh, with his tirade, his crusade uh, against the media. I read a tweet. I read a tweet today or yesterday and I hope it's fake. I, I hope to God it's fake. And I, what did the tweet speaketh? <sighs> the tweet, the tweet from on high <laughs> declared anything. That makes me look bad is fake news. Who said that? Who else? What do you think? Did Donald Trump really say that? I hope not, but I think he did. Oh man! I really hope that was a fake tweet that I saw. That like someone just I don't think he would. I just hope I don't think he'd ever say that. I'm I'm, 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 going to Google it. No, I'm googling it right now. Hold on. It's got to be fake. That sounds like something I'd say in a troll post. I really hope it's fake. I really hope. Uh, All right, I'm I'm turning this into a segment. We're going to Donald Trump's Twitter to talk about wait, fake do we, news. Are we? Are we? Hold on, wait, are we getting too far off topic here? No, no, no. This is completely all relevant. We are talking about fake news. That is the point of belief. <laughs> all right. People believe people believe fake news. This is a problem in today's well, world. Not, I almost well, literally the, wanted to start a class about fake. It's news. not just people believe fake news. People believe that real stuff is fake. Is fake news, and that's that's the problem with Trump. That's the opposite. It's not that they're believing fake news. It's that they they think genuine things that he has said or done or they've watched with their own eyes is are, is fake news. 
because he tells them it's fake and then, news. Well, and here, here's the here's the tie-in to to belief in religion when it comes to fake news. And th- this is why I, I this is important for me to for for us to talk about is like logicality and Christianity and, and the and the way the world works. Predominantly, um, the Republican base is Christian and they believe in God. So obviously, they they have faith in that. They have now faith in Donald Trump, which is fine. You can believe in whatever you want to believe in. But now that faith leads them to be like, that's where extremism comes from. That's where we get the alt-right. That's where we get terrorism because our, our, our values have been distorted through fake news. So we got to do our research and all of that. So let's, let's take a look at, at an example, like fake, let's just, let's look at, let's look at Donald Trump's tweets. Try to find that treat. Tweet. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find me a fake news tweet here. All right. Hold on. All right. Here we go. This is. This is. This is one. Donald Trump said 12 hours ago. 12 hours ago. I. I, I guarantee you, he talks about fake news every day. It, he, fake news is not in the in the in the words here, but never seen such Republican anger and unity. Anger and unity, as I have concerning the lack of investigation on Clinton made fake dossier. Now twelve million dollars, twelve million dollars dossier. The uranium to Russia deal, the thirty-three thousand plus deleted emails, the Comey fix, and so much more. Instead, they look at phony Trump Russia collusion, which doesn't exist. Which doesn't exist. Why do they? We believe it exists. And there are like I, I. He said twelve hours ago, and we're we're literally on the eve of when somebody is going to get arrested tomorrow. Have you heard about this? Yes, I did, and I am enthralled by this. It's very interesting. Yeah, appar- apparently, yeah. Um, I think the first indictments are coming out tomorrow with the uh, the Mueller. The, the Mueller yeah. So the the Dems are using this terrible and bad for our country. Bad for so and this is complete rhetoric and like completely witch hunt for evil politics. But the R's are now fighting back like never before. There is so much guilt by Democrats slash Clinton, and now the facts are pouring out. Do something like. This is insane. Like this is these are his last tweets. So and this all starts with fake a fake dossier, fake, and then witch hunts that are fake. Anything to do with collusion that is fake and it doesn't exist. We we as a people need to come together and and kind of like if something exists and there is like this obviously needs proof if we're if we're going to pursue anything, but people believe these things and they have good reason to believe these things everybody has their perspective but he's trying to sway his base to come to his side through their belief in him as a as, as seemingly as like something like he's been parodied with a, with being a god himself by letting on high all these things he's saying and then but he, obviously he wouldn't give himself that title he's just he's just just up there this thing this person just like any other president they're held up on a pedestal as a as a higher existence of an example, but he's this just this grimy, crummy motherfucker um, that we just don't that we we believe no matter what. And so that like you're going to church and you were told by somebody that you look up to like like where where comes in the question? Why would why do people just blindly follow? This happens all the time, and, and we like, I get why we blindly follow when it comes to religion when it comes to morals and being popularized, but then it, when, it, when things go sour and they start going, getting mean, then the, then that, that false belief that, that anything to do with fake anything. And then when it goes into religion and context and we start getting into wars 
and that that and that's when that's when people start fighting for their beliefs which aren't proven and it's become it becomes an issue for people and it's it's a tough thing to handle as we as we as a people um i was half paying attention to most of that sorry i've been looking for this I've been looking for this tweet. You, you, you don't need you don't you don't need to pay attention. I'm just making a statement. Go on with whatever you have to say next. I don't think that I don't think that was real. Um, I think what that came from was uh, the Donald J. Trump Facebook page, which I'm pretty sure is a fake. Oh Facebook yes, page. yes, that that is a fake Facebook page. It's a very funny fake Facebook page. All right, I, re- I really enjoy. Um, but that's that's a big part of how misinformation is spread. Um, like we get these fake Facebook pages that obviously are satirical in nature, but a lot mm-hmm. of people like the, like the literal New Yorker. I've I've seen post stuff that people believed. Uh, legitimate news sources will post satire and opinion, and people will take it as fact if it's blatantly put in big letters, opinion or <laughs> and satire. like you go in there, yeah, or satire. Like you go to the New Yorker. They obviously they may they they want attention and they have to write headlines to gain attention and to get people to pay attention to their their Facebook posts and get to their website so they can get that click so they can get that money get paid. Um, but the, that's the important thing we gotta we gotta look at those resources. Look at look at the title of the page. A big bold letters. Does it say opinion? Does it say satire? Does it say that you know? Then go just do a little research. Do a little bit more clicking. Come on, America. We got to get yeah, our shit dig, together. Dig a little bit deeper. Dig a little just deeper. Dig, dig a little bit deeper. Hit me up on our Twitter. I I will inevitably put together a Twitter for this podcast, and we will discuss how to research, how to source things. I have a degree in journalism, sort of. So I. I, I <laughs> what credentials? I have a degree in journalism, sort, sort of. of. Um, I, I I know how to research things. I know how to look all this up. You know, we need empirical evidence. We need to, you got to, you know, at least go look at Snopes, S-N-O-P-E-S, Snopes. P, like, I ha- legit had an argument on my Jewish friend's page who she was talking about something to do with politics, and she says, she legit goes, Snopes is fake news. And I'm just like, uh, you need to look at these. They do fact checks, and then Snopes just reports on things. You can you mm-hmm. can take their news for fake, but when they're fact checking, they're fucking fact checking. Even furthermore, go look at public uh, publico publica publici. I I don't know. There there will be a, a public something, and then and then politifact. Those are all things that are legitimate in nature, but they have sources for their shit as well. Obviously, there's been news people like the Washington Post or the New York Times who have sources that are anonymous and you take that hard to believe. And that's fine. You don't have to trust that. But don't make any rash decisions on any of that. It doesn't make any sense. Um, that's just I, I could rant about this all day and I'm not going to continue to do so. So well, let's let's kind of start wrapping this up here. Um, belief is a belief is a big deal. Being able to believe something and have faith in something is hard is hard to come by. Having faith in a f- actual person, let alone a a person that doesn't exist or that I- exists in your spirituality, uh, like not even a person, just a being of creation, whatever. Those are hard things to come by, and those are hard things to prove. But you do you, and that's the important part about it. But Understand that everybody's going to have their own views, and we got to have perspective on that, on why they have those views. 
you can go about your business and realize that somebody believes in a spaghetti monster or Xenu or whatever, and they can be perfectly fine people. You can welcome in their, them in your home, but that doesn't discount them as human beings, and we kind of have to – that's the important part of this for me. Wouldn't you agree? 100%, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think we do need to differentiate when we're dealing with what you believe and what you have faith in. There's a really big difference between believing something without proof and believing something without evidence. Because we use those words interchangeably, proof and evidence, mm-hmm. and that's a dangerous mistake to make. It's a very, very dangerous mistake to make, um, you know, especially when you're talking about proof of God or proof of whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very big difference between evidence and proof. We have had plenty of crime cases that have been investigated and solved and criminals put away because there was enough evidence compiled against them, not because there was proof, but because there was enough evidence, you know, and... And I think, and here's the difference between real mature faith and blind faith. Okay, let, let me back up. First of all, faith and proof are obviously incompatible. If you have proof of something, you can't have faith in it. And, and God says, or, um, or the Bible says, without faith it is impossible to please God. And that's a whole different story. I'll get into that another time. But God requires faith of us. And so we are denied proof of him. So faith is having faith because you don't have proof is one thing, but having faith because you don't have or not because, but having faith even without evidence, that's just that is blind faith. And that's completely different from real, mature, substantial faith. And you really need to differentiate between them when you're believing something blindly, when you just have faith blindly in your political leaders or in your religious beliefs or in your whatever your god is or or maybe even not having no god like if you believe blindly that, that, that there's no well that doesn't really make sense cuz you can't have evidence of there being no god there's no you can't have evidence of something not existing so never mind about that but mm. <laughs> yeah um i'm starting to talk in circles i can feel it i can hey, feel it hey it's okay if television has taught me anything if you don't pray to somebody every day they lose their abilities to make miracles happen and to use magic. That's what television has taught me. So I, I think what we, what we got to understand here is that if you don't believe in something, it doesn't have power. So Whoa, whoa, know. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> if you don't believe in something that does not exist, then it doesn't have any power. If you don't believe in something that does exist, it still very much has power over you. Very, very much. True. But in the long run, you know, I'm I'm just a I'm I'm just a fact searching boy looking for facts. <laughs> all right, fair enough. And so, I, I like like it or not, all of these things are here to stay. Um, so are we, and we're we're gonna hopefully continue to stay mm-hmm. as we we go on this journey to discover more things. Um, take take us out, David. Guys, I want to thank you for uh, dropping by to listen to us. We exist because we hope you exist. Um, we basically have faith that you are there listening to us, and we have absolutely zero evidence of it right now. Um, so uh, basically, we believe in you. We believe in you without having seen you yet. So um, thanks for being here, and uh, we'll see you next time. This is The Lord Is Not Taking Calls, and this is Nick and David out. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. The Lord will return shortly, so we encourage you to call again.